Streaming worldwide from the Clement Sports Network studios in Clement Falls, it's time for the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Gailey. Hello, sports fans. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. I'm Brian Gailey, the publisher of Climate Sports Network. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving holiday. A little bit of a lull in high school sports this last week, so I took a much-needed week off, uh, which is why there was no podcast last week and very few sports-related updates published to ClamaSports.net. I spent some time with family, traveled a little bit, and mainly just had a chance to unwind. How was your holiday? Are holidays a chance for you to relax, or do you find yourself a bit more stressed out? Let me know. If you're watching somewhere where there's comments, let me know in the comments below uh, how holidays and you get along. Did you go shopping on Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, or even Cyber Monday? I hope you found the deals you were after. I do ask, as a local guy here, just remember to shop locally this holiday season. As Amazon, you know, they're not going to sponsor your child's Little League team. That will be up to your local mom and pop shops. So please remember them this holiday season. If we're not here for them now, they may not be there for us later. In today's episode, we've got Talking Bikes with Coach Lease. We also have a Gaucho Collective feature interview with Coach Doug Warner from High Altitude Track and Field. In Talking Bikes, we visit with Coach Lease about the Vikings semifinal game versus Marshfield. We also talk about the 4A state championship. What's next for the young men now that football season is over. And we even chat a little bit about Mazama's 10 graduating seniors. In the Gaucho Collective featured interview, I visit with Coach Warner from High Altitude Track and Field. If you've been following along a while, you'll know I have talked with Coach Warner before a couple years back on Ask Klamath for Klamath Falls News. In today's episode, we catch up on how High Altitude Track survived the dreaded viral thingy of 2020. We also talk about what's next for the club and how athletes as well as coaches can become involved with High Altitude Track. Today's episode is brought to you by the members of the Klamath Sports Network family, the KS Insiders. For just $5 a month, you can help support what we're doing here at Klamath Sports Network. You know, computers, cameras, fuel, and time, they're all not cheap. Your membership to the KS Insiders helps offset some of the costs that remain after sponsors and advertisers help with our expenses. I am not rich, and sports coverage will not make me rich. But that's not why I am here anyway. I'm here to tell the stories of our brilliant student athletes. I do ask that you please become a KS Insider and help me tell these stories of these student athletes. Learn more about the program and how to sign up over at Klamathsports.net. Just click on the yellow button that says become a KS Insider. So this has been a very busy transitional week for fall and winter sports in high school. Winter practices started just a few weeks ago. Some non-league contests are actually underway tonight. If you can believe that already, it's it's hard. To, it just seems like we just started football, but that's now over. Basketball season is here. Some of those early matchups are happening here tonight. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. I do want to look back on the fall season and at least at the state championship games that, that were held this past weekend. We actually had three Basin teams with an opportunity in the semifinals to make their way to their respected state championships. Mazama. Lost River and Lakeview all had a chance, but unfortunately fell short in the semifinals. I was on the sidelines for the Mazama semifinal game versus Marshfield. And I have to tell you, the Pirates looked amazing in that game. 
They capitalized on mistakes made by the Vikings and shown why they were the team to beat in the 4A. Even with those mistakes, Mazama held on and challenged Marshfield for all four quarters. We will talk with Coach Lease more about that coming up in Talking Vikes in just a moment. Taking a look at those state championship games, going back to the 1A, that was number two Powder Valley versus number one Adrian. Adrian was the, was the overall favorite in this game. They did come out a little slow in it, but did win thir- uh, 46 to 38 over Powder Valley. Quite possibly the game of the weekend last weekend was the 2A game of Coquille and Kennedy, number four Coquille, number two Kennedy. Coquille wins that game 38 28. This was, this is not how I saw this game going. It was, I actually saw Kennedy being the dominant team here and, and Coquille just showed up and ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball and ran it some more. 505 yards of rushing and they never threw a pass. Running back Gunnar Yates had 23 carries and 390 yards himself with five touchdowns. Yates is a beast. He should, hopefully he's getting looked at by some colleges because that is an amazing game even at the 2a level it, it, to me that a game of those numbers it doesn't matter which classification you're in that is an amazing game by Gunnar Yates my hats off to him and congratulations to him as well as the rest of Coquille on that victory for the 2a state title I do believe Yates is also the OSAA player of the week based on that game in the 3a number three South Umqua took on number one Sayusla. This was a very close game. It ended up being 14 to nine. Sayusla won that game. I picked Sayusla to win this one. I thought they would be the favorites heading into it. And it ended up being a very close game all the way to the end. The Vikings, Sayusla Vikings coming out on top. Then, of course, there was the 4A contest between number seven Marist and number one Marshfield. Marshfield wins this one 49-34 to become the 4A state champions. They go undefeated on the entire season. I watched this game on the NFHS network, and I thought, like many others, and Coach Lee will tell you in our interview here in a moment, I thought it was over in the first half. I thought Marshfield had just stomped all over Marist, and it was over. But somehow, someway, Marist found a way to score some points in the second half and made a very strong run, but it ultimately just was not enough. Marshfield got a good drive at the end of the game and sealed the deal. 49-34, Marshfield Pirates is the state champs. Uh, I am continually impressed by their quarterback, Dominic Montiel. He is the player of the game there. I actually think, I'm actually going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to actually say, for me, Dominic Montiel is the MVP of the entire 4A. When we look statewide, and there's going to be an all state teams later in the year, uh, later in the month, we're going to hear those they, those names come out. I would be, be shocked if Dominic's name is not first team all state as the MVP, if you would, for the entire 4A classification statewide. He had an amazing season. He was he had support from his receivers as well as his running backs. But I do believe Dominic Montiel is the real deal. I'm hoping he's going to get some offers. D1, D2 at minimum. Uh, offers for Montiel. I know some of the other, some other players have already announced commitments to uh, D1 schools. Uh, we're going to be, I'm going to keep my eyes out and I'm going to keep my ears open and we're going to listen and see where Dominic ends up. Looking at the 5A, this, this was a game that shocked me. I thought this was going to go a different way than it did. It's number five, Thurston, number two, Silverton. Silverton beats Thurston by six points, 26, 20. 
I actually thought this was going to be all Thurston from the very beginning. I thought Thurston was going to run all over this. They have more. Uh, they've, they've shown how tough they are in recent years. I believe that they're just better than their number five ranking. They kept Silverton from scoring the entire second half. Silverton ran up 26 points in the first half. Thurston in the final three quarters added 20 of their own. It just ended up not being enough for the Colts. Uh, Silverton wins 26-20 over Thurston. So congratulations to all the state champs, Adrian, Coquille, Sayusla, Marshfield, and Silverton. That leaves the 6A. That'll be decided this weekend. More teams play in the 6A tournament than play in the others. So they have an extra week in there for, for them. It will be number four, Central Catholic, or number three, Tualatin. Uh, that game will be live from Hillsboro Stadium on Saturday on the NFHS network, uh, the Portland CW, if you're up there, OSAA Radio Network, and the 620 Rip City Radio will all carry that game live. Uh, our easiest way down here to watch it's going to be on the NFHS network or listening on the OSAA Radio Network. So we're going to take a break here in just a moment, but when we come back, we're talking bikes with Coach Lease. I want to thank our sponsor for this episode. You are KS Insiders. You might be asking, who is a KS Insider? A KS Insider is a financial supporter of Klamath Sports Network. I can hear you now. Ah, he wants money. Before you tune me out, listen to this. KS Insider is a way for fans to support what is done here on Klamath Sports Network because without your support, content and shows like KSN Underground would not exist. Anyone can be a KS Insider, especially if you love high school athletics. Parents and family of players? Check. Fans of a school or program? Check. Fans of what we do here at Klamath Sports Network? Check. People with a pulse? Check. I invite you to help by pledging as little as $5 per month. Every little bit helps keep me caffeinated and fuel in the tank to cover those road games. For more information, visit ClamathSports.net and click on the yellow button at the top of the page that says Become a KS Insider. Our program is managed via the Patreon platform. There is no obligation for you to sign up. You can cancel at any time. Pledges start at $5 per month. Content like this cannot be made without support from people like you. Thank you. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. I appreciate you listening today. We are a a day delayed today. I had some technical difficulties getting my audio for the voiceover here done and clear and processed correctly. I ultimately had to re-record everything a second time. I had some issues. It was, it's a weird thing. We talked a little bit later on the Gaucho Collective feature interview with Doug Werner. Doug mentions that he has a meeting for high altitude track perspective people. That's actually happening tonight. In our interview, we talk about it being tomorrow. That's actually going to be tonight in that. But first, before we get to all that, but we're talking bikes with Coach Lease, head coach of Mazama Football. We're going to talk about the semifinal loss to Marshfield, the 10 Mazama Football Vikings seniors, and what is their plan for the early part of the football offseason? Hello, Coach. Thanks for being back on the show. Love being on the show. It's been a while since we've had a chance to talk. Got a little uh, break over the holiday here. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Um, I had two of my three daughters at home, and uh, um, it was good. It was good to have them at home. So are you guys a uh, turkey family or a ham family? Oh, we're a traditional turkey family. <laughs> Very good. What about what about Black Friday? Did you go out and, and do any of the oh, stuff no, out there? no. I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> Not at all. Stayed away from it. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. 
Coach, last time we got to talk, it was before the semifinal game. We were looking at, ahead to uh, your time against Marshfield there in the semifinals. It didn't go your way. Was, uh, a lot of mistakes out there on the field. Uh, they got you 36-0, to held you to 154 yards of offense. Uh, those mistakes is what got you, isn't it? Yeah, it, that's that's absolutely. You can't uh, allow a team like that to um, have the football, give up a big play and, and fumble the football. I believe we gave them, I think we gave them the ball in the twenty. It was either the 11, we gave him the ball in the 20 once, and we gave him the ball in the 11 once. And I can't remember which fumble occurred in the second quarter or which fumble occurred in the third quarter. Um, But we gave up a big play in the second quarter also that allowed them to get down um, to the one-yard line. And those were the two um, issues that, uh, you know, we talked about. Can't give up big play and we can't make mistakes. And both those things occurred in the second quarter. And, uh, and we gave up 15 points in that second quarter. If it hadn't been for those two issues, I believe it probably would have been a scoreless half. We would have went 0-0, and then second half would have been the tail. But when they're coming out, they clearly had the momentum. We continued to make mistakes in the third quarter, and they pad their league, and, and uh, it just got away from us. Yeah, the, the fumble in the second quarter really, really did hurt. But the first quarter was really even. It was 0-0 mm-hmm. through the first quarter. It looked like a good battle was going to happen. Uh, it, and fortunately, it just didn't turn out as such. Uh, last game of the season, uh, semifinal game, winner went on to the state championship. And, and congrats to Marshfield. They ended up winning the state championship against Marist. It was an amazing game. Did you get a chance to watch that? Oh, yeah. I watched this game. Yeah, it was, it was a great game. Well, it wasn't a great first half, to be honest with you. I think Marshfield just kind of had their way with Marist. Um, you know, the way they, way they got after him in the first half. And, um, and I think in the second half, they felt like they pretty much had that game in hand. A lot of people thought that they had that game in hand, I included, and um, let them creep back in it a little bit. And then, uh, of course, got the big stop and then drove down and punched one in and pretty much sealed the deal. But, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, to score, I believe they scored 42 in the first half. Against, I believe so. Yeah, it was some unreal uh, deal that uh, – the the amount of points and the yards that they put up in the first half of that game. And, um, you know, comp- looking at our game and looking at their game, you know, you think, you know, defensively the job we did against them and and, um, and the things we did and only giving up 15 points and knowing that it was our mistakes that set those things up for them, not to take anything away from Marshfield, but, um, you know, we're right there. We're right there with a group of young men that uh, that were right on the verge of greatness. And, and uh, you know, Marshfield's an outstanding football team, outstanding football program, well-coached, um, great tradition. You know, I believe that was their fourth state championship in the history of the school. You know, and you got a coach that won it as a player in 92 and then got to win it as a coach you know, in, in, uh, in, in 21. So, you know, it's just, just an outstanding deal. My hat's off to them. You know, I was very pleased with the way they uh, performed and got after it, you know, and, and we're still knocking on the door, you know, we're knocking on the door. We're trying to, we're trying to get there. We're trying to get it figured out. And, um, and we will, we, there's no doubt in my mind we will. So we're going to talk about your seniors here in a minute. You're graduating 10 of them this year. A lot of, a lot of good talent there, but you've got a lot of talent coming up. We talked a little bit about it after the game, the semifinal game there on the field. With your with guys that are coming up, what did you learn about those young men for next year to get you prepared for next season? Well, I I, I learned, you know, they, they can play. They're players. You know, they're all-conference, all-state caliber kids that are going to have to lead the way for us next year. And when we have a number of them. You know, we got a number of them returning. Um and, uh, you know, the, the sky's the limit for this group. 
we have some other young men, um, big physical kids, especially on the offensive line, that'll be able to step in also. Um, we're going to be just as big as we ever have been up front. You know, my second year here, we, we averaged about 6'2", 6'3", 255 across the front. We're going to be right there next year. I mean, we're going to be very, very big and physical up front. So the sky's the limit. Like I said, we got to come together. We got to, we're hope we're looking forward to a normal, hopefully a normal preseason and, and off season and getting things squared away with a camp and everything leading into it. And we'll be able to put those pieces in place a little bit earlier than in August. And we'll have some decisions made going into August and hopefully we hit the ground running and not trying to figure out personnel. That's the biggest thing. If you have your personnel figured out by that, by that first game, after the jamboree, you have camp jamboree and that first game you pretty much have your personnel squared away then you just you're just talking about scheme and development and camaraderie and all those things to build a real team and in your team it came together later in the season you, you've as you said many times on the show here you found your stride those seniors tanner wood zeke keaton savian burke aiden kent gunner dulcie brandon gailey ben whalen daniel yancey nate tramp and isaac pena all came together for you as their senior year. What did you happen to say to those young men after that game? You know, they were doing their senior things. Their parents were out there. You know, I didn't really have a chance to talk to them all. We're going to do that. We we like to do a senior lunch here at Mazama. Once the dust settles a little bit, we'll probably do that next week. And, and I'll have them, I'll have those boys come in. Um, we'll have lunch, myself and Coach Fullerton. Um, we'll have lunch and we'll speak our piece there. When you end your season like that, and and uh, you, they need to be around family and friends and everything. They don't need to hear from me. You know, I got I got plenty of time to say what I need to say with them, uh, say to them. And the biggest thing that we have always said and that we will always continue to say, and and the stance that we'll take is that you know they're they're once a Viking, always a Viking. You know, they're part of our family and they're our sons. For myself, Coach Fullerton, Coach Mills, and Coach Hall, you know, those young men can always call upon us. They're, you know, they can always come around. They can always be around. And uh, if they need something and we've, we've had young men, um, you know, come back and say, you know, coach, you know, I, I need to talk to you about this. And, you know, what do you think about that? And I still have young men to this day that I write letter, letters of recommendation on. I take phone calls for and a number of things. You know, there's a um, I have some young men right now that are uh, deciding where they want their futures to be. And, and they're, we're talking about it. So, um, you know, we are here for them. And it doesn't matter um, how old they are or anything else like that or um, if they get themselves in trouble or anything else like that, we're here for them. And uh, we will always be here for them. Um, you know, it's it's hard for these young men to go from uh, practicing with us every day, us being on them every day and training them and everything else. And then, you know, it all comes to an end. You know, it's very difficult. And um, some of these boys, they, you know, they think like, well, we don't need them anymore or anything. And that's not the case. You know, we still need them in our lives and our relationships and with them. The thing is, is that we, we have a program that we are building and we continue to build. And our focus now is on developing the next group of young men coming through. They have made it to the pinnacle. They really have. These 10 seniors, they've made it as far as any Mazama Viking has ever made it here in our football program. You know, they um, they made it to the semifinals and that the development and growth when it comes to football is over. Now, our relationships will never end. You know, we'll always be here. It's just the amount of time we spend with them, any, you know, after this is is significantly less. So some handle it well, some don't. So 
Well, it is a family, right? And it's it not is. just from the. It's not just around a ball and pads and on the grass of the field. It's a whole family, and as as the players say, it's a brotherhood for them. But it's more than that. It's a whole family as well. Absolutely. You know, it's just like you know your kids going on after they graduate off to college and everything. It's the exact same feeling that I've had every year with these group of young men. You know, they they've graduated. You know, their graduation comes a little early when it comes to football, you know, and it happens in November. So it's time for them to move on. They, they should be focusing on what they're going to be doing next year, finishing up here at Mazama and what they're going to be doing next year. Now, speaking of finishing up here at Mazama, we're not going to talk about next season because that's a long ways down the way. But I do know you got a couple of things planned, including an awards banquet or awards night coming up as well. What's next for Mazama football on the, in the short term? Well, we're right now in zero period, we're kind of letting them kind of do their thing. And what I mean by that is kind of let, letting them, you know, the focus on training and everything else is kind of put on the back burner for the month of December. And they're, they're playing, they're having a bunch of games and activities and zero period, a bunch of physical fitness type kind of stuff. Still keeping them in shape and, and keeping them conditioned. And so that's what they're doing in zero period. In January, that'll change. They'll start finishing up their weight training and, and finishing out the semesters a little max. Uh, most of the seniors are out, end up not staying in zero period. They end up getting out of zero period. It's pretty early for them to get up at 6, 6.30 in the morning and get in here by 7. Um, and then we start taking in the freshmen in that zero period class. And then they start training. We start training and getting ready for uh, the fall. Right now, um, we have, like to, yesterday and today, they're turning in their gear. We're getting the locker room uh, scored away. We're getting ready to transition to winter sports. On the 15th, we we do our we are going to have our awards night and that will be for our freshmen, JV, and varsity. And we'll start with the freshmen. They'll start at 7 o'clock sharp, um, and they'll receive their awards. Uh, JVs will also do receive their awards. And then the varsity, all the awards will be uh, handed out that night. Hopefully, um, all state isn't you know typically announced till right before Christmas. And we're hoping that I, I'm, I'm hoping I'll catch wind of um, the all state uh, selections by then. And then because usually it's after the holidays that I end up congratulating those young men all state. I'd be absolutely shocked if we didn't have a number of all state football players on our team. We have a number of all league kids and um, you know team awards and everything. And um, they're finishing voting in on that stuff. And I'll I'll get the awards ordered and we'll be off and running on the 15th. Like you said, it's not quite over for some of these guys. A lot of them are going into winter sports as well. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not just a single sport. They don't play just football. Many mm-hmm. of them go into wrestling, a few playing basketball. How is winter sports shaping up? How's that coming along? Um, they're, they're good. Our, our numbers are pretty good basketball wise. And, um, and, and we're looking, we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, our swimming team is back up and going. We got a new, new coach, uh, co-head coaches swimming. Um, and our numbers are pretty good there. 15, 20 kids, um, swimming. So coach Penrod always does a good job with the wrestling. We expect to have about 30, 40 kids in there on the, on the wrestling mat rolling around, but we'll, you know, we'll run three basketball teams in um, boys basketball. We'll run three basketball teams in girls basketball. Girls look like they they could be pretty good this year. They can contend for a league title and make a run. So, boys, I think some things are shaping up. I think some players are coming out. And he's trying to get it um, going and everything, and um, and we'll see. We'll see how they work out. I, you know, I, I expect them to do a lot better than they have. Um, they have some athletes. They have some talent out there, and um, we're looking forward to some big things from them. Our wrestling program is pretty well established. Um, we are pretty dominant uh, wrestling program in the special districts, and we we absolutely believe they'll be competing for uh, a district championship this year. And those districts are established a little bit different than what we see in both football and basketball, right? They're a little 
there's some mixture going on in there. Yeah, they're they're classified as a special district. So because it because of that reason, they combine other leagues uh, into their district. So for example, Cottage Grove and Marshfield are in with the other six Skyline Conference. So there's eight teams in our special district. Very good. Coach, I want to thank you for your time. It's been wonderful chatting with you all season and giving us the insight here for football. I greatly appreciate it. As we move into winter sports, we're going to be talking with some of your other coaches as well. But I want to thank you for your time here on the show. 13 episodes of chatting with you here. Uh, I hope you didn't get tired of me, but I no, do want to thank you. not at all. Not at all. I really enjoyed it. You're doing a great job and uh, promoting Mazama Athletics and the kids and everything. I think you do an outstanding job. And I want to say thank you to you for your time and effort and energy that you put in for these young young kids. It's uh, it's exceptional and it's, it's good to see. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and it's it's not about me. It's about these kids. We're trying mm-hmm. to tell the Absolutely. story of these kids. So I greatly appreciate you ha- letting me have access and, and getting to chat with you in, in your office. Perfect. So thank you, Coach. All right, buddy. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, Coach, I greatly appreciate all the time that you've given us. It's It's been an amazing time to learn the players, get to know them on a personal level, not just by their number, but who they are, their faces, their ex- expressions, what they stand for, who they are. You have a great group of young men there. I cannot wait to cover it next year. Before we get to all that, it is basketball season. We're going to be talking basketball here in just a few minutes after the Gaucho Collective featured interview. Many of those teams are on the road right now in invitational tournaments for the weekend. So we're going to got a couple of scores already in on how things went. Let's just give a little spoiler alert. If you're a Hornets fan, you're happy already. After the break, it's our Gaucho Collective featured interview with high altitude track and field head coach and founder, Doug Warner. Located at 11th and Main in downtown Klamath Falls, Gaucho Collective provides a fun and modern atmosphere for business owners and freelancers looking to grow their current presence or expand out of a home office. Including those from higher education, internet and web development, photography and marketing, just to name a few. Gaucho Collective engages entrepreneurs in ways that traditional offices cannot through an open concept with a variety of semi-private and private spaces to suit all your business and collaborative needs. Amenities include flexible workspace options, fast and secure internet, document printing, kitchenette, utilities, conference room, hot coffee and so much more. Community, collaboration, co-working. Your new office is waiting at Gaucho Collective. Learn more and become a member at gauchocollective.com. That's gauchocollective.com. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. This is now time for the Gaucho Collective featured interview. Today, we talk with founder and head coach of high altitude track and field, Douglas Werner. Doug is a USATF certified coach and just an all around good dude. Here's my interview with coach Doug Werner. Welcome, Doug. I'm glad to have you here on the show as a guest here for us. Thank you, Brian. I'm glad to be here. Uh, For those who don't know, Doug Werner is a USA track and field certified coach. He's the founder and head coach for high altitude track and field. We previously talked a few years back. Back when we were doing Ask Klamath for Klamath Falls News uh, was season two, episode nine. That was November 2018. It seems like forever ago, but yesterday. That is quite a while ago. 
<laughs> Actually, I was only a few years in. How's everything going now? Um, it's going well. I mean, COVID, COVID aside, things are going well. We're still here. We've grown a bit. I'd say that things have gone rather well, all things considered. All things considered, I think a lot of people could say that. Although <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure we could all agree that we don't want to do that ever again. We don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> no. So we are transitioning into winter sports, and we're talking track and field. Most people think track and field being spring. Uh, winter sports is basketball, wrestling, swimming. But you guys have a winter sport season too, don't you? We do have a winter sport, as a matter of fact. Um, um, our team is a way into indoor track. You can't attach yourself to your school for for any any meets that aren't OSAA sanctioned so we are we are away in and we get invites all the time all over the country currently we have four decent sized indoor track meets on our on our schedule what meets are you guys looking at this year we have right now on our schedule which we're gonna have to raise a lot of money for but we have meets in Louisville Kentucky that we were invited to and that's a big one that's a that's a big monstrous one on the national scope um, we've been invited to Spokane. We have our usual invite to to the University of Washington High School Indoor Nationals. And the thing with them right now, though, is that uh, I think there's some struggle within the school, you know, whether they want to actually put this event on this year or not. Um, people still have this fear of COVID and, and, you know, rightfully so, but it's nice to get in there and get these competitions in. It is good. Your athletes in general really can use this having a going through what they went through last year. They really need to get this going again. You know, they need to get this mindset happening. Um, the one thing that I noticed with COVID is that there's a, there's a frame, there's, there's something that's happened in people's heads, you know, uh, on the athlete side, on the parent side, even on the coaching side, me, I lost a lot, believe me the edge, the competitive edge. Um, some still have it, but most have, have gotten just a tiny bit complacent. And I think that if we get back into these meets where they get to see these athletes again and get excited, um, they're, they're, they're going to come through. They're going to, they're going to show us what they're made of. Yeah. We saw that a lot with fall sports this year, getting back into a regular routine, even though for a lot of those, like for football, for example, uh, the jamborees didn't exist. It was still cut kind of short. Uh, practices started late, but it was as normal as normal could be uh, that we've had in a couple of years. What, what would a normal season uh, going into winter look like for high altitude? Well, normal season going into winter, actually our winter season begins uh, typically in October or November. Um, this year it's beginning this week. Uh, and that's, that's just because waiting to hear on facility usage, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's been one battle after another. Again, one of those COVID things. We don't need to go into that. But a normal season would look like at the end of October, or the beginning of November, we would start our, our strength building phase. I work a phased approach. I want our kids to peak in May. You know, I definitely don't want them peaking in March. So we work a phased approach that has them time to peak in May. But they, uh, they get to go... They get to prepare themselves for these indoor meets, which have slightly different denominations in some areas. Like instead of the 100, they have the 60. They work, they build size, they build strength. Some, sometimes they're built like boulders going into indoor season, but it's good exposure for them. It's super good exposure for all of these athletes because they can pretty much walk their events. And just being in their brochures, these scouts that are just littered in these events, 
are going to find out what all these athletes are doing in May because not every club gets an invite. It's one of those things where if they know you're, if you're there, they're going to want to see what you're doing in spring. Um, so not only do I advise athletes going who are, who are super into the sport to see an indoor event, but it's fun. It gets them on, on a college, a college schedule, a college, um, phased approach into their training. So, so Doug, it's, uh, you, you mentioned you got some meets coming up and it's kind of, uh, short-termed and getting it you normally start in october now you're getting it really going this week if somebody's out there and they're in a track and field athlete uh is it too late to get started for these winter meets is it or are you looking uh still being able to take kids in we are definitely taking new athletes in fact we are having our our first team meeting tomorrow night at cross point at 5 30 p.m in the cafeteria we we might be starting a little bit late, but I still know how to time the approach correctly. So athletes are not going to be missing out on any of their training. Um, we'll just extend their strength building training further into the season, which is totally okay. Now, when you know we're talking uh, as we're we're recording this here, it's December first, so uh, we're we're coming right into the holiday season, into the snowy wintry season. When are these meets? Are we talking January, February, or is it a little bit later? We are definitely talking January and February and into March. That's that's the indoor season. I'll continue to keep looking into Athletic.net and Direct Athletics, which is the college version of of Athletic.net, and. Uh, We'll keep loading up as many meets as we can. None of them are mandatory, but uh, there's there's definitely a few of them that I'd like as many of us to go to as as humanly possible. Like the one, if we can get to that one in Louisville, Kentucky, that'd just be amazing for our team and our athletes individually. You know, they're they're gonna see some college scouts. And we, we've had discussions off uh, the microphone here mm -hmm. before, you know, uh, my son is running for you mm -hmm. uh, or has run for you. And, and we've talked about like, a lot of different things. And these indoor meets, you, you mentioned there are different lengths, right? You're, you're not a hundred meter, you're a 60 meter because it's inside. It's a two, like a 200 meter track instead of a 400 meter track. Are there throwing events in the winter as well, or is it mainly just sprinting in, in distance? There is the there is the indoor throw, uh, which is similar to discus meets a kettlebell, and there's also some that have shot put there too. Typically, you don't see javelin because it's a high velocity, high altitude, high elevation throw. Um, same with the discus, and there usually isn't that much room because, like you said, two hundred meter track. I do know of a few things that are in the works that might be adding the ability to have javelin and discus indoors fairly soon and uh, pretty locally. Right on. So if somebody's interested, are you looking for any specific uh, event? Are you building relay team? Are you looking for sprinters? Are you looking for jumpers? What, what are you looking for? Or are you just, any, the door's wide open. So my personal expertise is sprints, relays, and jumps. but. I do have a really good distance coach. Um, I have a high jump coach that's a high jump and javelin coach at the moment. Um, but we are definitely looking for, for a coaching staff, a, a full coaching staff. And somehow, some way, I want to figure out how to get some of these guys paid. But it needs to happen because we can't just take all these sprinters and leave, leave distance and, and leave hurdles and, and leave throws out of this mix. You know, these guys need exposure too. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there, coaches, we're looking for you. 
Uh, some of the best are are already doing a winter sport, though. That's that's going to be the kind of the hard part for you. But there are a lot of uh, retired coaches out there. You know, may, maybe you're a retired coach or or you just got into the area. Uh, look Doug up. He's he's definitely looking for some help out there uh, if you're able to do so. Now, one of the big things as a parent, you if you're listening in, you might be asking. All right, that's fine and dandy, but how do we travel to Louisville? Or do we travel as a team? Are we on our own? Do we got to, the kids got to do their own thing? What's going on with travel? In the past, it's been subsidized by the team. Our travel costs have been subsidized by the, by the team in, in our long distance travels. Um, that being said, Louisville, Kentucky is definitely not going to be able to be subsidized by the team. And part of that is, is again, our team's inability to have, to fundraise. You know, we had a fantastic uh, treasurer who who was instrumental in in our team being able to have the funds to go different places. And uh, and Tira Mass, she was wonderful. We just have not had the ability to fundraise since COVID at all. Period. And and it's it's a shame. But we'll figure it out. I am seeking a sponsor. Sponsors wanted. Yes, sponsors wanted. So the closer ones, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Spokane and Seattle, and mm-hmm. I think it, in the past we've also discussed Boise mm-hmm. as, as, a, as a location. I think there's some, you mentioned a, a Phoenix or something in Arizona, if my memory serves correct. Those are a little closer to home, might be a little easier to do. What is, uh, what is something like that? Is it a weekend away? Is it a week? Is somebody going to have to take a vacation time and, and with their kid? And, or if they're an adult uh, participating, how's that going to work out? It depends upon how they choose to travel. Um, you, you know, for a person like me, I'm going to drive to Flagstaff. Um, Flagstaff is, is a wonderful venue, and it's put on by Northern Arizona University, and, and they do a fantastic job. But I would personally drive to Flagstaff. So for me, that would be a three to four day trip. Uh, for for somebody that just wants to fly in, you know, that's that could be just a couple of days for them. And and Boise, um, one of the reasons why why there's a discussion of of another indoor track and field venue is because Boise has decided to end their indoor program. It's one of those things that indoor track is is a very high demand sport and very little very little surplus. Yeah, there's not too many venues that are have an indoor 200 meter track, is there? No, no. And 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 some of them actually so the the track denominations look like 200 meter or 375 meter, which is what Seattle's is. It's not quite a full 400 meter track. Um it's it's kind of odd, you know, when they start the 400, they start back in, in a, in a strange spot, but it's, it's, it's still really cool. It's a really cool opportunity. It's a, um, it's, it's a fantastic venue And the, some of these tracks just feel like clouds. It feels like you're just running on a cloud. And, and when you hear these sprinters you know, you look at them and some of them are weighing 185, 190 pounds and you can't hear them. (laughs) It's amazing. And you know, some of our athletes, you know, some of them, uh, and, and a couple of them, Carringer, um, you know, there's some days I ask him, you know, like, Hey dude, uh, what did China do to you? (laughs) And when you can't hear them running on these tracks, it's amazing. It's not uncommon for these guys to throw their, their feet on the ground and slap the ground a little bit. Not at all. So there's a lot of, a lot of cool things you've got going on. And and let's step back to the, to the thing here, the recruiting, if you would, uh, for coaches and athletes and whatnot, how does somebody reach out to you if they're interested, if they're listening in, they're going, Hey, this 
this sounds kind of cool. I want to get to know more. You said you have a thing tomorrow, uh, but say they're listening after tomorrow. How does somebody get a hold of you to learn more? Feel free to call my phone number at 541-810-2288. Again, that's Coach Douglas Warner, 541-810-2288. We also have a website, which I got to be honest, I'm not the best reviewing what's coming in from the website. But if if you want a little bit of insight on our team, you can go to www.highaltitudetf.com. And then we have our Facebook page, our, our, our brilliant treasurer that I spoke of earlier set up two different ones. So you can tell which one is the most active. You have a, a page and a group as well. I think it's the group that's a bit more active, right? Yes. Coach Warner, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we wrap up today? Yeah. You know, for the parents that are listening, you know, I've been real careful in the past about, about giving guarantees and, and, and making claims. But what I will say is that while I was being careful, we've built a tradition. And, and if you're listening, your children will not be learning any bad habits from this program. And, and these athletes are so self-motivated that even if it's younger children, you know, these, these older athletes are so focused and so driven that um, they, they embrace these younger athletes and, and they teach them really good habits. And there's nothing that any parent would ever have to worry about going on at any of our training sessions or practices. Two of your fastest runners, uh, Brandon Gailey, Aiden Kent, have been in your program for quite a while. They mm-hmm. kind of they kind of go back and forth on who's a little bit faster at the time. Uh, I know both been very beneficial to be part of your club, part of your group, to learn all the little nuances of like coming out of the blocks cleanly, ha- how to run the hundred, for an example. So there's there's a lot that can be developed here and a lot that can be learned here. So for anybody out there that's uh, looking to to learn more, experience, grow. Uh, become better. Uh, both of those young men, they're they're going to be looked at this this spring as as state level competitors uh, among are. some of your others. And so, strength and speed aren't the only focuses of of our group. Um, actually, what our main focus is is in technical proficiency. And and you know, we're talking about angles. We're talking the way they come out of blocks, the the way their steps are, their gait, everything. We're we're talking extreme technical proficiency. And what I always tell people is that we're raising coaches here. You know, all these athletes are so academically sound in this sport, even the younger ones, you know, learning from not just myself, but from these older athletes. We have 10-year-olds that, that can coach this sport. Uh, and I'm not even joking. You know, we have, we have 12-year-olds that, that know exactly what I want to see. They know exactly what I would say and really something to see. It's something to witness. When you see a nine little nine-year-old girl carrying a set of blocks that's bigger than her, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll get you. Well, Coach, I thank you for being on the show here today. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure here talking with you thank again. You, Brian. Uh, we got to do this more often. Yes, we definitely do. One more time for people to learn as we wrap up, learn about you, get a hold of you. Where, where can they know more? HighAltitudeTF.com and our Facebook page, our group page. And my phone number, 541-810-2288. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. That was Coach Werner on the Goucher Collective featured interview. Thank you, Doug, for coming on the show and talking about the club and the challenges you guys are facing. And you have openings available for track and field athletes if they'd like to learn to be better and do that indoor track and field season this winter. Chatting with uh, Coach Werner, we didn't bring this up on the, the interview, but we did talk a little bit about it after 
we put everything away and we're still kind of BS in there inside, inside Gaucho. And he did let me remind me that he is affiliated and, and works with the YMCA. He works with the youth sports there of the YMCA. And they're actually also going through a coach struggle and coach shortage over there at the YMCA. He wanted me to let you guys know that there are options available and opportunities available to coach at the YMCA level. If that's something that interests you, reach out to him by giving a phone call over to the YMCA and and he'll direct you to the appropriate people to get you set up. In the weeks to come, we are going to be talking basketball, interviewing basketball coaches here on both the Talking Bikes and our featured interview. But if there's somebody specific you would like to hear from, send me an email. Let me know who you'd like to hear on the on the KSN Underground podcast over at info at clamasportsnetwork.com. I'd like to get those emails to see who you would like to hear from on the show. We are not done just yet. Coming up next, we're going to take a quick look at local high school basketball. Need some extra spending money? Want to be active and stay connected to the games you love? Become an athletic official. It's easy. Visit www.newofficials.org. With the recent decline of a number of officials, we need you now. It is your opportunity to give back to the Oregon high school sports community. Be part of the OSAA's statewide sportsmanship initiative. Don't delay. Become an official today. www.newofficials.org. Welcome back to the KSN Underground Podcast. My name is Brian Gailey. You've been listening here tonight on this chilly Thursday in December. You know when it's December? That means high school basketball. And, and it all starts off, uh, and practice actually started off a couple of weeks ago. Teams have been building themselves, trying to get conditioned in a couple of weeks. And you know what? Our local high schools are Mazama, KU, Henley. They're all on the road at invitational tournaments this weekend. It, it's already underway. It is already on. It is started. If you, I can't believe it. it. It seems like we just got started doing this, and now it's basketball season. Kenley, both boys and girls, have gone to Yreka to play in the Yreka tournament. I do have some scores from that. Today, the Henley boys played West Valley and defeated them 62-43. to And the Henley girls played Cascade Christian and defeated them 63-23. to So far at the time of this recording, those are the only two scores that have come in. Mazama boys are at Harlan Carter Invitational at Shasta High School, and the girls are at Arcata Invitational Tournament in Arcata High School. Klamath Union boys and girls will be playing tomorrow at the Phoenix Tournament at Phoenix High School in the Rogue Valley. Looking ahead to some of the games this season, there's a couple of notable games that you're probably going to want to put on your calendar early so that you you attend these ones. These are these are games that you're going to want to go to. And in the preseason this December on the 10th, Crater will be coming over to Mazama. That's 5A Crater. will be visiting Mazama. The next day on the 11th, Eagle Point will be coming over and playing the Vikings as well. In league play, we have some interesting matchups here for league play and some dates you want to circle. Uh, Hidden Valley at Henley will be on the 14th of January. And Hidden Valley at Mazama will be on the 21st of January. The Southtown series will continue on the 28th when Henley comes to Mazama. And Mazama will travel to KU on February 4th. 
The other game you're going to want to put on here is Henley at Klamath Union on February 18th. We're going to be talking more basketball from here on on the KSN Underground podcast. We're going to be visiting with our coaches from Mazama as well as trying to get some interviews from our coaches from Henley and maybe even Klamath Union as well. I'd like to get to talk with some of these players like we did with football, getting to know who these players are, what their dreams are. Do they want to play in college? Are they wanting to do something else? Uh, We're hoping to be able to get those scheduled as well. This has been another wonderful episode of the KSN Underground Podcast. It's good old lucky number 13 on the podcast. I uh, appreciate you guys listening in this week. We had a great time talking with Coach Lease about, about football as it's wrapping up. We've had an opportunity to talk with Coach Warner about the challenges and the opportunities for indoor track and field. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening here today. This show wouldn't be possible without you guys listening. So I thank you for doing that. I appreciate you listening on however you found the podcast this week. You can find it in, in other locations. If, if where you came across it today is not the place you want to be. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and several others. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube as well as on our Facebook page. If you're in a place that like Facebook or YouTube where you have comments, please like, comment, subscribe, do all those fun things on those pages. If you've got any questions, go ahead and put those in the comment section of those pages. If the where you're listening doesn't have that opportunity, send me an email. I mentioned it before. I'm going to mention it again. Info at clamasportsnetwork.com. What a weekend and what a week this has been. It's going to be a fantastic basketball season. Lots of opportunity available. We're just going to have to wait and see who wants it the most. On behalf of my guests this week, Mazama football head coach Vic Lease and high-altitude track and field founder and coach Doug Werner. I am Brian Gailey, and friends, we'll see you at the game. Wondering how you can show your love? Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. Want to see some more of us? Head over and meet us on Instagram. This has been the KSN Underground Podcast with Brian Gailey. The podcast is a production of Clement Sports Network. Join the game at clementsports.net.